poor little blue-headed stepchild, Mr. Cookie Monster. Me want cookie. <laughs> me want crowdfund. And why, why me not list on website? I don't know. Me not know. Me not know. Hi folks, I'm Chris. Hey, I'm John. And this is another episode of Toy, Toy Trauma. Trauma. Uh, we're here to, to hang out uh, and, 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 you know, talk about the thing that our lives are dominated by, which is these little plastic people. These plastic motherfuckers <laughs> just eating up all the money and time and energy. Hopefully uh, you've had a good week. I, I did. How about you? It's been all right. So what you been up to this week, Chris? You, you watch anything cool? Oh, I've been watching a lot of stuff this week, actually. So I know we're going to talk a little bit about one thing we saw together, which yeah. was Guardians Volume 3. Oh, yeah. It was, oh, yeah. But um, I saw the movie Air last night. Oh, I, I saw that. that I, did, I didn't realize that was like a Prime thing, but yeah. I definitely plan to watch that. I was I was waiting for it to hit Prime because I saw yeah. I was like, eh, was it really a, it was spin- like a theater Theatrical release? It or? was, okay. yeah. So I was like, do I really want to spend 13 bucks on this? Eh. <laughs> like, I already have Amazon Prime. I'll yeah, just wait. yeah. It looks really interesting. I, I'm i not a, a shoe guy, but like nah, the it, since it sort of falls into the the world of collecting a little bit with shoes, you exactly. know, that's, I'm, I can't wait to watch that one. So it's, it's interesting. It's a movie about a business deal and, uh, I think Ben Affleck did a pretty decent job directing it. It's it's super meta in in the fact that it's ridiculous to make a movie about a shoe. Yeah. A yeah. shoe deal. Not even the sh- like the it the it's very minimal about the shoe being created. It's, it's Okay. I so guess I, I don't really like know what joke. it's about. I just yeah. I don't I don't even really feel like I need to know. I I I like Affleck's movies that he's directed so far. Yeah, and uh, so I'm I'm in. The... So it's recommended. It's 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 got subtle humor. Okay. okay. And they never show Michael Jordan's face. Like that's kind of the gag. <laughs> they never they they show the back of his head, the side of his head. You know, it's just some bald guy. <laughs> yeah, because and I was like, why not? And so I was looking for an interview about it. And Ben Affleck was like, I'm not gonna find. Like as soon as you see an actor. You're gonna know that's not Michael Jordan, and you're right, gonna be taken right. out of the movie. And I'm like, and you don't want to pay Michael Jordan like ten million dollars just to be on set for five minutes. Or well, something. apparently he had a lot to do with it because they also talked about how Michael Jordan specifically wanted Viola Davis to be his mother. Oh, okay. okay. And so uh, this did not get made without his input or approval. That's comforting. Like I, I generally have a high opinion of Michael Jordan, so. Uh... Yeah, he seems like an alright guy. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. He's like you hear stuff about him, but like he was so integral to my life in the eighties and nineties. Oh god, that I don't want to know bad shit about dude, him. Like, I never I watched basketball, and I still was just like, oh yes, yeah. Michael Jordan rules. I had a basketball phase, and it was called middle school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I could never jump more than like I just I couldn't be a basketball player. Oh just, no, me either. I, 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 didn't. I mean, you had the height, but I mean, I did, I, but I didn't have the height until like eighth grade. Uh, so I didn't, I, I, I didn't have the ups to, to like cultivate the talent to yeah. go with the height. Did so you have the just, drive either? Too. It, absolutely the motivation not. Motivation was not there. <laughs> absolutely yeah. not. So I saw Air. I recommend it for collectors. And cool. one brief other recommendation I want to make is, I've been watching this show on HBO called 
light a uh, fired on Mars. You mentioned that one to me last week. I did. I haven't like, checked so the, it out yet. Yeah. So the first episode was very. I'm like, oh, please don't let it just be about a whole show about making fun of a sad sack guy. He's yeah. kind of just like a loserish type guy. Is sorry to ask. Is it is it uh, it's live action or it's no? Anim- it's animated. It, okay, it's okay. animated. And, I thought it looked animated. Um, Luke Wilson does the main voice, and there's not too many very famous voice uh, actors in there. You've got uh, Adelon. I forget her first name. I think it's Pamela Adelon. She did Bobby's voice on King of the Hill. Okay, um, I don't know. I'm not familiar with her, but obviously I know who Bobby Hill is. I think it's Tim Heidecker. Oh, I love there, Tim Heidecker. But he's got a very small role. And anyway, so. The first episode, I was like, ugh. And then I watched, it kind of ended on a cliffhanger. Uh-huh. And then it gets more and more intricate, and it's almost like a, a drama now. And I'm with it until the end of season one, at least. So, okay, okay. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, give it two episodes okay. before you decide to put the kibosh on I kind of feel like Tim Heidecker's not involved with anything that I won't like. I, I don't know. He's just yeah usually has a good filter yeah of like what he's gonna be involved with i don't know well other than guardians what about you anything you're uh, so, excited about that you uh, watched? we so the wife and i just finished watching beef on uh it's on netflix it's a like i think 10 episode um miniseries or i don't know what you call that anymore but is it gonna so it's not necessarily it, gonna it, have a season two if they do make a season two it'll have to be a different situation okay so the 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 base plot of this is because actually don't tell me too much i do want to watch it. you didn't say what fired on mars was about i didn't even uh yeah yeah, so okay so don't watch yeah okay all right it's in the title gotcha it's about office culture but they're on mars gotcha gotcha okay (laughs) uh so beef is uh without giving you really anything because you don't need to know anything um, Steve, it's got Steven Yun and yes. Ali Wong, who are both excellent. Sign me up. As soon as I saw the poster, I'm like, uh, or the ad. They get watch. involved in a road rage incident that is, from the beginning, is insanity. Like, what happens for, is insanity. And it just, it ends up being more and more insane as things progress. And uh, that's that's all you need to know. Like, awesome, if, if you don't get hooked in the, on the first episode, then I don't know what to tell you. I, I've had multiple people... Uh, including you, recommend it to me, and I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah, it's full recommendation, satisfying ending. Yeah, uh, great performances, awesome. and uh, it'll fuck you up a little bit, probably. Yeah, so. Ali Wong is. I was like, I forget which stand-up special. It was one. I've watched two of them. Like one of them, she was pregnant. Okay, and I don't know. If they, I definitely haven't seen that one. Yeah, that one kind of put me off. I was like, eh. There was a there was a movie that uh, we watched. It was something that Noel wanted to watch. Um, it was like a romantic comedy where uh-huh. like she falls in love yes. with her and high Keanu school Reeves best friend or something. Yes. 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 Yeah. That's that what, was amazing. That's what got me back on her. I was like, yeah. okay, the stand up not so much for me, but I liked her in that movie. Yeah. So yeah. big recommendation on beef and Stephen Yun is, is great. He so. is. He's super underrated. Uh, he, he's actually in one of the best. I think you should leave sketches. So, you know, if I, if that okay. doesn't, I haven't got you to watch it yet, but uh, one day I'm gonna keep plugging one away. Day I won't, yeah. What if every week my recommendation was just I think you should leave until <laughs> until you watch it, <laughs> and, and I'll then be like, no, John, me, I think you should leave. No, it fucking sucked. John. You need to leave. John. I hate you. <laughs> but one thing that we both saw that did not suck, no, was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, I I don't even think. 
I, I think we should hold off on even talking too much about it. Well, yeah, we're not going to spoil anything. It was devastating and beautiful. Yeah. And and just a masterpiece. I would I not. Okay. So you liked it way more than me. Okay. okay. I, I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I would I call it a masterpiece? Eh. Well, it's, it's would I call weird, it the right? best Guardians movie? Nah. <laughs> but I will call it very, very well done. Yeah. A very uh, satisfying film, emotional roller coaster. I don't know if I'm not as much into animals as you are. Like, yeah. Like I, I, the people at work who have asked me about it, I tell them all this. I'm like. I don't know if I would take like an eight year old to it. Like, yeah, it's very tough. It's, yeah, yeah, especially with what happens to animals in it. Right. You yeah. know, that is literally my my only gripe that I would have is just that those scenes are so tough to get through, and they they have to be right. Yeah. Like, and I I know we we are we're we're not giving any spoilers, but um. Well, you know, Rocket Raccoon is a genetically altered. He's a little. Raccoon. He's a little raccoon. You know, he's and a cute little fuzzy animal. You find out so. his past. He had little buddies who were also altered. Yeah, and arguably it, way more horrific ways. Yeah, it's like the. It's just okay. The 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 parts that are sad are so sad and and like, I devastating is the word that I've used every time. It just like it tore me up. And then the parts that are uplifting and happy are so beautiful that like I almost it almost is hard to watch it, to think about watching it again because of how devastating those the lows. It's not lows because it's it's meant to be there. Yeah. It's meant to like contrast and all that stuff. But anyway, I loved it. I would have loved it more if it didn't make me sob like a little (laughs) baby. Um, But it took you James Gunn. I mean, the director of all three Guardians movies. uh you know, he's now with DC. Right. This right. is kind of like his little cherry on top of his time with Marvel. Yeah. Um I feel like we could do a whole Guardians podcast. Oh, one yeah, day. it would be so easy. Uh we should probably stop talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, because we just won't stop. But, but big yeah. recommend from both of us for Guardians Three. Yeah. Go see it in the theater if you can. What we're gonna talk about here in the rest of this episode, of course, we're gonna do our recent pickups, our gotta, favorite. Gotta toy brag. Pickups. Yeah. A little bit of toy news that tickled our fancy. And our main topic is, whoa, yeah. Kickstart my heart. heart. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about crowdfunding, Kickstarters. Yeah, what, is it okay? Is it good? Is it bad? Who knows? We do. You will find out all the answers to those questions and more. If you stay tuned. So first up, favorite recent pickups. I'm going to go first. Go for I'm it. I'm going to start with a figure that I didn't even know I needed. It's the Masters of the Universe Masterverse Catra. There you go. That's what it's called. Yeah. Finally got it out. So I I That's have uh, the the Motu Classics Catra. I've had her since, the, since she came out. Um, glorious figure. Really well done. Comes with all the stuff you'd want it to. And so I figured I don't need another Catra. I'm, I'm happy. Well, I walk into Walmart one day and there's this fucking Catra just staring at me from the shelf. And look, it's beautiful. Like, it's a really nice looking figure. Uh, you, you have one, right? You I do. Um, they they did a really good job with her. They gave her... Uh, so if you don't know Catra, she is a villain of She-Ra. Correct. One of the most annoying characters in the classic cartoon because she, she talks like a cat, kind of. She's like, 
You just traumatize some people. <laughs> that's, so that's what we're here for. That's her voice <laughs> and all the time, and it's annoying. But she's a classic character, horde villain, so you got to have yes, her. Yes, she's um, a horde. And this one's great. They they gave her a mask that sort of mounts to the to the top of her head, and it, it does a really good job of going over her, her eyes or sitting up on top of her head without looking awkward. Yeah, it's... I got this figure on your recommendation, mm. and... Did you find her in store? I did. Like, I just saw it randomly, and I'm like, John nice. said it was a good figure. Let me get it. And uh, it's amazing. Like, kudos to Mattel for... As much as Hasbro is just all about, like, almost backpedaling on their designs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, pinless joints, great, yes. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. they're they're cutting down on a lot of the joints in the figures, like single bend knees. and. Yeah, they, they haven't made that permanent upgrade. Yeah. But um, Mattel, with this catcher figure, has done some really cool engineering things. The mask either sits on top of her head or over her eyes, right? Yeah, and so it they looks engineered good, like, a in between, way too. Yeah. That's so good. there's no rubber band or tie. It's like clipped to her and it slides up or mm-hmm. slides down and it's seamless. It right. is like I I wouldn't say do it like 80 times you're going to break the mechanism. <laughs> well, and there is a downside to it because you can't, you can't really take it mask. off. But why um, would you want to? The like, the I wouldn't mind it if there was like another head that didn't have the sort of grooves in the side of it uh, for the mask. But that's a nitpick. Fucking yeah, fine. that is a big it's nitpick. Fine. And the other thing I really liked how they did it, which you didn't like, is how her cape is attached. Yeah, it's so uh, she's kind of yeah. got like a almost vampirilla. She just got a collar, right? Like no right. shirt. She's got like a. A corset or something it's, and a collar. The collar's supposed to be attached to her clothing, like it's supposed to be part of her clothing, but it's not on the figure no. to, in order to make it work with the hair and the posability and yeah. everything. So the um, cape is attached to the collar, and you can turn the collar and the cape. You found that frustrating. I haven't, but yeah, so that's... I think with with toys, there's always going to be some compromises for posability. Yeah. So I, it doesn't really it doesn't ruin it for me. But that if I had to complain, that would be yeah. And you know, one of those. One other thing I want to talk about that's great about Catra is she has long hair. Yeah. But what Mattel did, and a they gave it very soft, pliable rubber, mm-hmm. and b instead of having that the the head and the hair are two separate pieces, right? Yeah. So whereas Hasbro will usually just sculpt one long hair piece and attach it to the head, mm-hmm. right? And so when and you try and posability the, be damned. Yeah, you can't bend any fucking figure's head back, any mm-hmm. female figures with long hair. But what Mattel did is they still gave her long hair, but they attached it at the top of the head. Yeah, it works really well. So it it works beautifully. Like I, this should be a standard, like. Yeah, I don't know why Hasbro hasn't done like I guess because it's a little bit more expensive to make that hairpiece separate, but I don't see that's probably what it is. Is that you can do one mold piece, you know? Yeah, I I don't know. But anyway, Catra, great great figure. If you didn't have it on your radar, maybe check it out. That's my figure too. I'm just gonna go Catra (laughs) because I I've had kind of a week of just like mediocre disappointing yeah. figures so uh, yeah basically go buy catra yeah and check out if that you buy uh, luke skywalker from hasbro or sam the eagle from diamond select uh buyer beware 
All right, well, it's time to get into the news. But before we do that, I need something from you. All the news that's fed to print, folks. So the first news item that we have to talk about today is something that I am very excited about and that I think Chris is a little creeped out by. I'm super fun. I was excited in theory until I saw the fucking <laughs> pictures. It is a horrifying item. Fuck it's yes. the NECA the Thing Dog Monster. Uh, I. It's funny that we just talked about the, the, the awful animal cruelty stuff mm-hmm. in Guardians because, I mean, this is some animal cruelty ass shit here too. I mean, this is like a lovely husky dog with like spider legs and shit coming out of its body. Oh, I can't wait to pay 75 whatever for this thing. So it's not only is it, I mean, first off, like, okay, NECA, you win it all in. Like it looked just like the movie, yeah, which was dimly lit. Right. And and on purpose, you know, but, um, we saw that in the theater, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, yeah. it was the twenty fifth, thirtieth anniversary. I was in thirty fifth. I don't know if it was an anniversary or if it was just no. It was like, an, it was theatrically released for I believe the thirty fifth anniversary. Because I know when we went, it was around Halloween, and there was a bunch of other horror movies in the theater. Oh, fair point. Maybe so I, I maybe the anniversary maybe, was last year. Yeah. Yeah, but either way, that was an incredible. Experience. It was amazing to see on the big screen. Yeah, um, and that's my type of horror movie. John is way more of a horror movie fan <laughs> than I am. But Thing is my type of horror movie. There's a little bit of gore, but it's mostly suspense. Mm-hmm. There's a great deal of action. Well, and when they when there is gross shit on camera, they really pull out all the stops. It, like to be like a film that <laughs> old, like the effects they did was just like, yeah. Talk about if you saw that when you were like eight or nine or ten, it would fuck you up. So my my original experience with the Thing was uh, seeing it on DVD for the first time. My my friend. Uh, he was a, a huge John Carpenter fan. He loved Halloween mm-hmm. and all of those. And one day he brought home the like collector's edition multi-disc DVD of the thing. And it had all of these behind the scenes uh, f- features about like how they did all the effects and stuff. If that if you ever get a chance to watch that stuff and you're interested, you should check it out. It's fucking amazing. Will do. Yeah, um, you recommended that with um American Werewolf in London. Yeah, oh yeah, the way they do the transformation and that. Yeah. Oh god, but That's a good behind the scenes feature. So, the I I am a little annoyed that the price is so high on this thing. So it's uh, apparently $75 <laughs> MSRP, but no one's selling it for that. Like the only two places I've seen it that I've seen it our um, Big Bad Toy Stores got it for 65 Entertainment Earth's got it for 60 which, that's a magic number for Entertainment Earth. Oh, is that the free shipping cut 59 off? is free Ooh. shipping. So Maybe you I can get it free it. and clear for 60 bucks. I, la- I I don't know why I hate pre-ordering. I mean, I mean, we've talked about it. I hate yeah. pre-ordering toys. So I probably won't pre-order this, this thing. But yeah. uh, I am going to get it. It's going to be Ugh. in my life. So Don't show it to me. Don't. <laughs> I have to block you from your socials if you start posting pictures. I'll just of that. send you pictures of just the dog. Yeah, pre transformation. Like, if you dog. haven't seen it yet, Google it just to see like where it's got like the. It's just basically a blob of flesh, and like the dog skull is coming oh, up yeah. from that they goo. Captured every that is, possible variation of that monster. Yeah, it is horrific. I'm just like, <laughs> no fucking way, I'm buying this. Oh uh, well, but what what are you gonna buy though? Oh, I'm about to buy some Super 7s. <laughs> like, 
I'm sure I'm going to get them and then be disappointed in various ways, but the Conan Wave 2, Super 7 Conan Wave 2 has finally been solicited. Been waiting a while is, for is this. Is this really only the second wave? I don't know why I thought there was like so, three, multiple I guess already. maybe you could call it Wave 3, but so they had a a wave. They had a they had Thulsa Doom Conan with the what they call the iconic pose where he's got the headband on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is maybe their worst Arnold face sculpt. It ain't good. But they have, and that first wave is the best Thulsa Doom, where he rides into Conan's town as a kid and just fucking murders everyone. Yeah, yeah. That's wave one, and it comes with Thulsa Doom's two goons. Okay. Thorum and whatever the fuck. Those guys, uh, I had forgotten who they were when yeah. the toys were solicited, but I, I rewatched the movie, and I'm like, okay, I get why they made those guys. So, those guys are memorable. Yeah, so I had to buy him. I really didn't want to. Yeah. But the reason I had to buy it was because at that point, the only way to get Conan's father's sword uh-huh. was to get that uh, goon. Oh, okay. Uh, because, oh, because he takes yeah, it, right? Thulsa okay. Doom takes it from Conan and gives it to the other guys, his lieutenant, his top guy. Gotcha, right? gotcha. So that's the only way to get that sword. Every other sword Conan comes every other Conan comes with his sword, right? right the right. one he gets later after he becomes the... It's the, the one that's like be- belongs to the. He finds it with the skeleton, right? With Crom, right? Supposedly yeah, yeah. Crom's sword. Or oh, it's supposed yeah. okay. And um, that was wave one. Then you got Snakehead, Thulsa Doom, and um, the uh, it's like Bandit, Bandit, Bo- Bandit Conan, Conan. I yeah, with the Thor paint for some reason. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Um, Bandit Conan, like they had just those two figures, so I guess you could call that a wave. But usually, their well, waves then, are. Didn't they recently solicit like King Conan with the the chair? And that was separate. Yeah. yeah so, so it's, I guess it's not really waves so much. As... Yeah. Th- this is the second full wave gotcha, of figures. Gotcha. So if I mean, you could call it's the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. These are the eight through eleventh Conan figures they've made. Yeah. And yeah. I want every single one. Yeah, uh, they are. These are more interesting. Well, I don't know. So they've got Subatai, who is a must. Like, okay, I didn't know that guy's name, but Conan's I like him buddy, a lot. He's awesome. Right? The Mongolian. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. Ronin. Kind of like a Mongolian Ronin, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they've got Conan again, right? Obviously. Right. With the. This wave is all kind of like the. Um, it's that final showdown scene. No, right? not final showdown. No, but it's the defense of the like their final standoff to try and protect that girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I, I don't know why the I was final showdown that was the is end at of the movie, but Thulsa Doom's. Um, you're right. You're right. Temple, right? Because they successfully fend off the bad yeah. guys and then they go after them. Yeah. So, um, you see Conan's girlfriend who got murdered. Right, Valeria. Uh. That figure looks amazing. She really does. I mean, I again, think... we're looking at renders. Right, right. Uh, this, this is what's hard. It's hard to be excited about all this stuff with Super 7 because as we've griped so many times, yeah. they overpromise, underdeliver in so many cases. Uh, but these these figures do look good. And despite Valeria coming with like two things. Two the, um it's like her, a, sword a sword and a hand or something. <laughs> but, right? I mean, in their defense, that's all she got. Like, I don't care. Give me something. Give me well, something to do. You go know with there's going to be a bandit uh, break-in Valeria coming. But this one still costs $55. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so like... So, if you... Okay, so some... I'm going to do a little 
defense here. Uh-huh, I mean, uh-huh. just to play devil's advocate to you, shitting all over our, uh, our no, Super I want 7. it. I want it. I want well, it. We do it. We, I do it too. So you get Subutai, must have. You get one of my favorite Conans. You don't like this face sculpt. I think this is a better face sculpt. He's I yelling. Think, I think it's a it's a it's a limiting face sculpt. Okay. It's it's like you're not gonna always want your Conan to look like that. Is all. Yeah. I'm... He's got a neutral head, yeah, and then yeah. he's got the yelling barbarian Mongolian helmet on. Right. right. Looks great. All, both these figures, Subutai and Conan, come with a ton of accessories. Mm-hmm. The main one is the Thulsa Doom from this. Basically, where Thulsa Doom brings if you've never seen conan we're spoiling the fuck out of it so sorry yeah it's like a hundred years old yeah you watch, watch the it movie. so he brings conan steals this princess from thulsa doom thulsa doom's like fuck you i'm bringing my whole army to get her back there's this burial mound where subatai and conan and mako who's definitely got a they got to make a mako on wave three um defend themselves against a whole army of Thulsa Doom's right, minions, right. right? Yeah, they have they they set up all these booby yeah. traps and shit. It's a great scene. They kill one of Thulsa's main guys. They kill a shit ton of his men. Yeah, Thulsa gets the girl and basically fucking flies out of there. Yeah, right, coward that he is. <laughs> but he's in the armor that is from the first wave. Right, and that Thulsa Doom is fucking ridiculously expensive on the secondary <laughs> market. I've seen him for as much as four hundred bucks, which that's is insane. Fucking insane. Yeah, yeah, that's so crazy. So you get, it's that same armor, but he doesn't have the cool black coat. He's got like a white and red cape. Uh, okay. And he's not as dingy looking. The It's the same exact sculpt for the armor, for the helmet. So if I can get a Thulsa Doom in armor for 55 bucks as opposed yeah. to fucking 400, I, I'm doing it all It's day. nice that they're getting that figure back out there. Yes. Yeah. And they're doing a weapons pack. Yeah. Which, if you ha- didn't get that wave one, it comes with Conan's dad's sword. Yeah. And it comes with actually two versions, the the finished one and then the one at the end of the movie that shatters and breaks. Yeah, yeah. So if you... It's it's a decent incentive. If if you've relegated yourself to, to paying 55 bucks for a Super 7, you order it from them, you get four in my mind essential figures and you get this weapons pack and they do free shipping now so yeah. the uh you I ha- could wait for entertainment earth big bad toy store yeah, and you you never know you might catch a sale to, you might oh catch you're definitely gonna something. catch a sale maybe those maybe weapons, even it's only five bucks yeah but you're not gonna get that weapons pack so if you don't have that sword yet i think that's a killer it's it's a could I call it a deal? Oh, I, I even I almost said it's a killer deal, but it's a for Super Seven. It's a very fair offering. It's enticing. It's enticing. I yeah. so here's my thing. All of that stuff in the weapons pack, that shit, they just pulled it from the figures. Like it's you know what it's I mean. Nothing new. Yeah. It's 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 Except a the shattered typical sword. sale. But they could have included. You're that right. With You're anything, totally right. You know. Yeah. When you look at that Valeria figure and you see that she's half the size, plastic-wise, of the rest of the figures, she comes with one one accessory and one extra and like I guess alternate hands or something. She could have come with any of that those extra weapons, and it would have made her feel like she was worth it. But so th- this is just it's it's the same concept as top-down pricing. It's yeah. like 
we're telling you that this is a bonus, but really what it is, is if you don't buy all of them, we take this shit away from you. You know, and yeah. and I get that that's it's a legitimate sales that's a negative tactic. Nancy Debbie it's Downer fine, way of looking at but it, but it is yeah. something to think about. You know, it, it's it's a little disappointing, um, but but I, I have to say I was not going to buy these toys anyway. I like Conan a lot, but I don't feel the need to own every character from it. But I'm glad it's out there for the people who want yeah, it. I'm, I that, must have it. it. This toy line by Super Seven reinvigorated my love for the Conan franchise, which died way too soon it, it petered out way too soon. i mean they're great movies they're, they're great movies i love them and they hold up all right so let's talk about something else that i'm probably not gonna buy but but that i i know you're excited about the mcfarlane superpowers figures they've solicited in my opinion a bunch of really cool shit that i'm excited about i am actually more interested in these than the previous, the previous ones yeah. because they're a lot more classic designs they're Doing a a new Batmobile. It's not the super uh, original Kenner superpowers design. Yet to me, it looks a lot like one of the the like Kenner Kenner Batman like like Batman Forever. It looks a lot <laughs> like the Batman Forever Batmobile. I'm not gonna diss it that hard, but, but with yeah. the cockpit of the superpowers Batmobile. So it's got. Because it has those big fins on yes, the back. Yes, that's what um, that's what's drawing me to Batman Forever is those big fins. Okay, well that draws me to '89 Batmobile. I feel like it's a combination of the '89 Batmobile and the Super Friends Batmobile, mm-hmm. which I'm sure that Hasbro owns the designs for those. Because Hasbro bought Kenner, right? Right, correct. So yeah. I'm sure Hasbro owns the designs for those toys. Right, I'm, so they can't just so McFarlane them. can't just reproduce those toys he has the dc license hasbro doesn't right right. so he's got to kind of be creative with it and i love it i love like if i want to go out and buy you know a vintage super friends batmobile i can they go like what from like 15 bucks for a beater to like there's a lot of of parts that can be missing so yeah you're talking about at least like 75 bucks for one that's going to look good on display yeah so yeah it's an expensive that's that's me right like if it had been a faithful recreation of the their classic superpowers Batmobile, I'd be there at the beginning because oh, yeah. I love that stuff. But um, he can't do that, right? So, right. and I mean, it's it's kind of speculation, though, right? We don't know for I don't sure. know for sure, but it's but what you're saying it makes, makes sense. sense, right? Yeah, yeah. So I love the fact that he's doing this as if that Kenner line just kept going. Yeah, and Batman's always got a new Batmobile, even in the comics. Sure, like sure, it's, sure. it's part of Batman to have different Batmobiles. So. I love it. The other thing I really love is Wonder Woman's invisible jet. I am a big fan of that. That is the fact awesome. that he made it. It doesn't yeah. look as good as it could. How can you tell? <laughs> I've, you haven't seen pictures with the actual no, figure. No, no, no. In I've it. seen it. I've yeah, seen yeah. it. I just, good joke. Good joke. It's invisible. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I'm in defense mode, John. Sorry, I could I couldn't get your humor. I'm not gonna attack you, Chris. But I um, you're attacking my toys. It's like attacking me. Um. But anyway, and you get a bat, a new Batman and Robin, which kind of look way more like the traditional. They got me a little bit on the Batman and Robin. I, I won't, I won't be surprised if I end up with those in my collection. Yeah. But I'm gonna try not to buy them. If but... they stay at ten bucks, I feel that's fair. Yeah. I know. Some... I absolutely agree. Yeah. I absolutely. I know agree. some people were. I was one of them. I was a little, little butthurt that they basically went half price on that line. I guess because they just ordered so many. You, like you could find all that first wave 
of Batman, Superman, Dark Seed. I've who? mostly seen Dark Side on clearance. Yeah. Who's the other one? Uh, it was it was, was just it? those three at first. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. 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 And then they did like. There's like the Flash, Deathstroke, uh, Batman Who Laughs, Wonder Woman. Um, there's they did a Green, Green Lantern, Lantern um, but not Hal Jordan. Um, no, it's John Stewart. John Stewart, that's it. Yeah. There's uh, there's a ton of them. There's a lot yeah. of characters. Nightwing. I've seen Nightwing, Nightwing out there. I think I've seen um, an Aquaman maybe. That's in this new wave. Okay, I thought maybe it was a different Aquaman. Maybe, or but there's a new Aquaman and a new Wonder Woman, and I like the Wonder Woman in this wave because she's got more of the like. It's this almost the same figure. It looks a lot like the superpowers one. Yeah, though. they and just it has changed that the star spangled cape yes, on her. They changed the color scheme. Yeah, so, I, to make it look more like the original. They they are heading towards what I wanted the first few waves to be, which is a more classic style figure. Yeah. In the soup, because the superpowers art is just fucking beautiful. Oh, it's so good. Those colors are so beautiful. Like they're just they're the sexy. logo. They're just mm, the give me logo. That. Yeah. But uh, give me that. But uh, I just didn't like that they were New 52 designs in in a Superpowers card. Yeah, now he's going back with this wave yeah, to the yeah. OG stuff, so and I'm, I'm loving I'm it. I'm happy about yeah. that. So let's talk about some stuff that I am going to buy, Uh-oh. regardless of how fucking overpriced it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we got a whole that. bunch of new Star Wars stuff solicited for, for May the 4th. Yeah, since our last podcast, May the 4th be with you, the, John. The Lisp holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Revenge of the Fifth. We have to. Uh, we have this to... is the May. All that stuff, you know. <laughs> what what is it? Revenge of the Fifth. But then there's the sixth. The sixth one is a Sith one. There or something. is, yeah. People people like They've Star gone Wars all a lot. Out, yeah. But so we got a lot of new stuff. A lot of it, not for me. But yeah. one thing that is for me, that I will be buying absolutely at the minute I see it is the the Wicket and Nisa. From the uh, the Ewoks cartoon, yeah. Oh my is god, is that gonna is that not a Pulse exclusive? That's gonna be out in the wild. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I know I know it was on Pulse as a pre order, but I I don't know if it's a okay exclusive. And or they're not. on the OG Ewoks card backs oh, with so that funny. stupid coin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I may have to buy two of those, Chris. What you're actually gonna keep packaging, I John? Think I, wow. I think I might keep them on keep some on the card. Yeah, it's. I might too, is but it's so expensive. It's what is it, thirty five dollars for both of them? I I I didn't look it up. I didn't Ugh. look it up. It's all right. People have access to the internet. Yeah, it's too painful to though they to can look, look at it because like I, I'm gonna need it. But I love that. I hope that they make more of the Ewoks cartoon because I I love that that style. Yeah. Um, it's we so, got the droids. We did Boba Fett, Boba Fett, R two and three uh, PO, three PO. Yeah, those were great, and we even got a Black Series droids. Uh, Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah. We haven't got the other two yet, which is weird. Yeah, it's weird to have Boba Fett, who's barely in the cartoon, it's and then not, we have because he's the, the Boba the, Fett of toys. Boba Fett is the Boba Fett of toys. He invented a whole category for yeah. himself. Um, and then wait, uh, let me pause you there. Is this Wicket and Nisa? Are they going to be vintage collection size? Yeah, it's be... the four inch scale ones. Oh, then they yeah. are so fucking overpriced. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, oh, yeah. are they overpriced. Tiny, tiny little figures oh, with a damn. little t- barely any articulation or accessories. But that packaging, oh, it's so good. They got me, dude. Yeah. Um, but something that they didn't get me on is the fucking Doc Ondar. Ooh, now, it's a hammerhead character, right? Whatever yeah, that species. Uh, it's an Ithorian. That's, that's what they're yeah. called. I, I I know this because I read too many Star Wars novels in high school. Which got some love in Book of Boba Fett. That they species. did. So when I when I first saw that this was uh, 
solicited, I thought it was that guy, the like mayor of uh, Tatooine. That's or whatever. who I first thought as well. And then I started looking at it, and I was like, "Wait, no! I recognize that name." And I realized eventually it's the guy from Galaxy's Edge who has his and uh, the Den of Antiquities. Okay, is, it's the basically the mega gift shop at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, and so this he's is the, the collector exactly, of the Star exactly. Wars universe. And man, when I saw that they they solicited him, I was so excited. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I've been begging for more aliens from Hasbro. You love them aliens. I, that's what I want, dude. I want more aliens. And then when I saw the price, I literally thought there had to be a, a, a problem. Well. How, it's a Disney store exclusive as of now, right? Yes, yeah. It it's might a pre-order only. I feel like currently. it's eventually gonna be available on Hasbro. Well, the problem Pulse. is it's a pre-order. So if it goes, if the pre-order closes, if it's like one of those made-to-order situations, no, it's not. We won't, Hasbro. we won't get any no. kind of uh, discounts, you know? Nah, because like Shop Disney always has a code. You can get twenty-five percent off most of the time. For Shop Disney, but they didn't have that going when this went up. No, um, and it was how much? Forty-five dollars, Chris, for a Black Series figure, and it has like four accessories. Maybe he, he comes with a rusty clone trooper helmet, uh, some kind of sword, I uh-huh. believe, and then like a little—it's something small. Doesn't he have the holocron? Doesn't he have? That's a, what it is. That's what it a, is. It's the Sith or Jedi holocrons. He's got both. Yeah. 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 That's what it is. Uh, so, so this guy, Doc Ondor, he also has some cloth goods that he wears. You know, it, it's a pretty good-looking figure, I have to say. Yeah. But it, I would, I would think I would be hesitant even at thirty dollars for him. You like, wait for sale. Yeah. I would probably buy it at thirty. Uh, that, but you that would? extra fifteen dollars is just too much. It's fucking man. insane, man. So I didn't buy him. I'm I'm yeah. not planning to buy him, and that's upsetting. Well, maybe start a Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> so in the midst of all of these drops and previews for May the 4th, there was a quite strong hint that we were getting more HasLabs okay. any day now. Uh, and that leads us right into our main topic of discussion, Kickstart my heart. Whoa, yeah, <laughs> baby. If you do not know that Motley Crue song, like pause this podcast and go listen to it now, people, because I'm going to be singing it throughout. <laughs> Please don't sue us, Vince Neil. <laughs> oh, they will. Nikki Six will sue <laughs> us for fucking sure. Mick Mars will be like, I support Toy Trauma. <laughs> so we're not here to talk about Motley Crue, John. No, 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 we're not. We're here to talk about crowdfunding. Crowdfunding, yeah. So. I'm just going to give a super brief rundown of what that is in case Absolutely. someone Absolutely. doesn't know. But it's you've heard of it. So crowdfunding is basically when a creator puts a product out and says, hey, if you give me money, I will make this thing and sell it to you. Uh, usually there's goals that are set. And if, it's, and if it's a successful project, there will be what they call stretch goals, meaning if, let's say, I want to raise $5,000 to make this thing. And so many people love this thing that I get $5,000 before the due date, before the time is up, before the deadline is reached. Then to entice more people to fund this thing, I will offer incentives. And these are called stretch goals, incentives, whatever. And um, this really became popular. And, and in fact, it's so ubiquitous now, the whole crowdfunding 
many people call it Kickstarter. Yeah, I mean that's so, that it's it's like you know oh I mean instead of saying social media, I'm on Facebook. You exactly. Know? It's like I'm not that that's the case. Okay, anymore, boomer. But, it's, it's TikTok now, boomer. But there was a time. Yeah. You know, MySpace. Oh, yeah. oh you know? yeah. So yeah, so Kickstarter, Kickstarter was the... came around in 2009, and it was so popular it spawned many other crowdfunding websites. GoFundMe. Fundraiser with a ZR. Oh, I've never heard of that one. Yeah, there's tons of them. There's just tons of them, right? These days, you just take vowels out of a word and you've got a brand. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) So um, as this crowdfunding grew in popularity, more and more established creators and even companies have begun doing their own crowdfunding projects. Uh, Infamously, back in the day, um, Zach Braff, tried to do a Kickstarter and he he succeeded to fund this movie. And I think he got a lot of guff for it. He was ahead of his time because a lot of people are doing that now. It's um, th- there's a crowdfunding company called Legion M, but that's all they do. Hmm. Um, so that just leads us to the most successful in our world, in the toy collecting community, crowdfunding, company which is Haslab, Hasbro's version, right? And there's others out there, like Mattel has done a few. Yeah, through their Mattel Creations website. Um there is there's definitely another did we McFarlane's done one. You're right, yeah. He did a Kickstarter. He did it on Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Yeah. He didn't create his own little separate one. But for this conversation, we're mostly gonna be talking about Haslab because they've done the most toy crowdfunding projects yeah, to they, date. They are kind of the um the main reason we wanted to talk about it, I yeah. think. Because in our eyes it's kind of it's kind of gone crazy that these billion dollar companies are using our money to manufacture the toys that they want. Yep. I know that's kind of one of the points that we're going to get to. Well, yeah, let's um, talk about... I, so I want to give you a little bit of my own experience with Kickstarter. So I've, I've Kickstartered quite a few product projects and, and things that I have received and, and been happy with. Not toy related? Or uh, toy so related? I've, I've Kickstartered um, several, several video games and or card games. Okay. Uh, there's a company called uh, White Wizard Games. They have racist, uh, but okay. <laughs> they have a uh, there. It's a bunch of uh, old Magic players, and they created their own company. All right, and then they've created multiple games uh, that they've gotten made. I also kickstarted a game called Star Realms, which is a deck building game, very fun, also. Uh, but anyway, Kickstarter, as in general, as a tool, can be an amazing thing to oh, exist yeah. because there's a lot of items that just never would have gotten made if it wasn't for the, the idea of Kickstarter. Yeah. Most people don't have the massive funds that it takes to, to create this, the tooling for a toy or the basic startup for, for something like a card game or a board game. And it gives them the ability to, uh, to raise those funds exactly and allows people to, uh, to, to pay for it, on a low risk method. Usually, mostly. Usually, usually. Depends, right? So let's, before we dive into the meat of this discussion, which is going to be HasLab, let's just go over some general pros. Yeah, baby! <laughs> of crowdfunding. You have hit the nail on the head already. Uh, independent people uh, can just get their thing made. Right. If it's good enough. Or even if it's, 
seems like it's going to be good enough. So Kickstarter being this widely known and recognized website gives a lot of these smaller creators uh, credibility that they wouldn't have had otherwise. So like you might be too scared to give your $50 to White Wizard Games because you've never heard of these guys. But Kickstarter gives, in a lot of cases, false protection because <laughs> you're really not protected by this thing because if it gets funded... There's no guarantee you'll ever get anything, right? But it still gives people a little bit of, you know, confidence in in this yeah, that they right. wouldn't it's have had otherwise. different than just like some bozo putting up their own website or post saying, hey, give me this money and eventually I'll build this thing for you. Right, exactly. Um, the other thing I think that is a big pro about this is you're going to get things that you never would have got otherwise. Like, Absolutely. There has to be a certain margin for profit before a toy company is going to make anything, right? Right, yeah. Um, but if you want these little... We live little, in a capitalist society. So. Um, stupid, neon-colored goblin things uh, in your toy collection, you're not going to get it unless someone crowdfunds these plunderlings <laughs> that I mean, John that's, is jizzing man, over. That's a great example of a, uh, a very successful Kickstarter yeah. that has now resulted in a company that Being is created. manufacturing toys. Yeah. On a regular basis, uh, Lone Coconut is a company that no one had ever heard of. And now I would argue that most people in the toy community have at least seen Plunder. I've seen them, yeah. Uh, they may not own one no. because it's still a little pricey, but th those are phenomenal toys that probably couldn't exist if it would wasn't not, for Kickstarter. Yeah. And I think another good pro to mention besides the fact that um, these crowdfunding places give artists and creators a forum to actually possibly have their creations mass produced or in some cases just made it all. There's also the fact that the you're as you as a customer or an investor, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you get a little bit of ownership in this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you also, in some cases, depending on who's making what, you can influence the final product, like yeah, yeah. how it looks or what it does when it finally comes out. So even the Haslabs have had fan votes. You know, if you've if you're a backer, you'll yes. get to vote on certain elements of the piece. Yeah. Uh, with the smaller Kickstarters, especially on Kickstarter itself, there's always uh, a forum where you can post concerns or make suggestions. And because it's a much smaller creator, then yeah, you're yeah. you're gonna they're gonna hear you. Uh, they may not listen to you but at least there's that chance so there's never all sunshine and rainbows with anything yeah. everything that's good has bad things so we went over the pros of crowdfunding in general now let's talk about some cons <laughs> so you mentioned this before briefly but it's essentially a gamble right when you're it's like when you buy something from eBay, there is an extra added level of protection there, right? Correct. You could get a refund. You could return your item, but not always, right? Well, and in, in, in Kickstarter, you literally have no guarantee to ever receive the product. Correct. E even if the, the thing funds, they hit all the stretch goals, you are literally not guaranteed to get to receive anything. It's all over the Kickstarter page. They are not going to be held liable exactly. for anything. Um, there are, They're just kind of like a forum for people to gather and do yeah, the same thing. Yeah, they basically just collect money for hosting the website, yeah. and that's it. They do not enforce that this stuff ever gets made. 
Um, there's, I'm sure there's hundreds of examples of people who have welched on their Kickstarters. Oh, yeah. One specifically is a company called Shocker Toys, um, and they're the, the guy that ran it as a fellow named, he goes by Digger, uh-huh. and uh, they famously never fulfilled infamously. their Kickstarter. Mm. Infamously and famously. It's not <laughs> funny how that word can work for both. Yeah. Uh, he's infamous. He's more famous. <laughs> Just like El Guapo. So what were they trying to make? I don't know this uh, So Shocker Toys made a bunch of actually pretty cool toys. I don't actually remember what the Kickstarter was for, but it was some you know great idea that everybody loved, fully funded the thing, tons and tons of money, and they just didn't send out the rules. Never got that. And they just disappeared. And yeah. that guy is just not, just not out there. And that money's gone for yeah. all the people that invested. And there's literally nothing you can do. I guess if you paid with a credit card, you could try and... Yeah. Get a charge back, but that's a huge hassle. So yeah, that's the the risk. That's right? like it's the a, worst case scenario, right? Yeah. Is you 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 put out your money for something you're very excited for, and you just you just get nothing. You get nada. But there's the, other risks. The other risk too could be that they deliver, but they don't deliver what they promised. Exactly. They deliver months or years past when it was promised. Um, we saw that a lot with. Uh, the Haslabs that that oh, went we'll on get into that, going into sure. COVID and stuff. Yeah. And there was huge delays, and and you have no recourse for that. No, you just have to wait. You're like if you're actually someone who is, you know, John and I don't think really are, but like you're concerned with your money growing and investing. Like if you're investing in a Kickstarter for actual profit purposes, I don't think. There's many of those out there. Well, like there unless can you be, can right? buy a piece of the company, and that's separate. That's not what a crowdfunding thing is. Basically, if you crowdfund something, you're gonna get you're you're investing in a product will, which you will get. You will not be a part of the company itself. Right. You're For not many like, of them, yeah, I know Legion yeah. M that that film one. You do get a little piece of the hmm. company, at, but that's neither here nor there with toys. But that's an interesting incentive to add on there. Yeah. Though. So basically, you're not making money really with this even though you're an investor your money basically is going into escrow yeah yeah and no one you know you ho- you hope the the person you're crowdfunding isn't just taking all this money and then like putting it in a mutual fund or playing the <laughs> stock market with it but yeah. you don't have a guarantee for that right i mean that's you as an investor you're not making doing. money back you're just yeah. you're just basically kind of pre-ordering you're basically saying i will buy this if you make it yeah well, and that's an, that's another thing that is a downside. Your your money's tied up. You got to put it on a credit card. You got to pay for it with a credit card. If you don't pay that off right away, you're you're credit paying interest, interest on that yep. credit card. Now, the smart person is going to pay it off right away if they're able to. Um, but there's a lot of people who will buy multiples back these things multiple times with the expectation that they're going to flip it once it gets there. Oh yeah. But um, but one of the reasons why I don't usually do that i don't back a, a kickstarter and or, or a haslab or a kickstarter unless it's something that i want for myself is because i'd rather have that money in my pocket and use that money to buy things and sell them actively yeah. instead of parking 300 dollars in a you know that thing that's going to come eventually and then hoping to flip it for a profit it is for mo- for the most part a passive uh, endeavor crowdfunding. Yeah, right? yeah. You you can get updates and whatnot. And I'll talk about that a little bit when the when I talk about uh, the McFarlane Kickstarter that he did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
but we've been dancing and tiptoeing around it and just outright kind of flicking its nuts. Uh, let's get into HasLab. Okay. Let's. That is this into, is the Kickstarter well or the crowdfunding that most of us have and the are toy most community, familiar yeah. with. Yeah. They've, they've done the most, and the fact that they jumped so wholeheartedly on this crowdfunding thing and it's been so wildly successful is what we're going to dive into now. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to go through. There have been 15 HasLab projects as of now. I don't think I realized there was that many. Yeah. So interesting. All in the, most of them have been in the past two years and that this is just, we're going to go through it. So we're going to, we're going to take you through. So we'll spend a little bit of time on each one, some more than others. So the very first HasLab started in 2018. It was the Star Wars. I don't know if it was called Vintage Collection at that point, but it's the four-inch scale Star Wars figure sail barge. The katana. The katana, spelled not like a katana, but yeah. (laughs) So this bad boy was $500. See, I don't think I realized it was that much. It was out the gate, like not even shipping. Right, like right. before this thing shipped to you, and God, it's like what f- the box was five feet long, something it's, like it's that. It's a glorious piece of plastic. If I, you I, have the room to display it, yeah. it is magnificent. I, I think you and I both agree that all the Jabba's Palace stuff, all the Jabba stuff from Return of the Jedi, is just like flawless. It's incredible, and that oh, I, I can't imagine have not having. You know, like I don't have one. I fucking want one. Yeah. But I don't know what I would do with I it. Almost, I I got such a good offer on one during the pandemic. Uh-huh. A buddy of mine just like needed money and he I don't even want to say it because I still to this day kind of regret not buying it. Yeah. But it was like I'll say it. It was like 800 bucks. Yeah, that's a steal for sure. With a bunch of Gamorrean guards. Oh, okay, okay. And it was sealed and I'm just like I'm like I'm like okay. Okay. And then I went home and I just looked. I'm like, okay, where am I going to put it? Yeah, yeah. I literally would just be able to open it up, look at it, and I would have to put it right back in the box. It'd just be upright in the corner And put it somewhere somewhere. in the corner. Because I literally had nowhere that long. I would have to build like a special... Yeah. shelf or something i feel like raised up would be really cool like yeah like some like a long shelf but we're, we're talking too much about the the katana but well i mean but it's amazing yeah it's, it's worth really talking well about done. because this is what started it all right yeah yeah so there was 500 bucks they so has how has lab works and this is going to become key in a little bit when we talk about uh how certain has labs were not funded and did not get made which is, you know, it's kind of the juicy goss in the toy community, like these HasLabs. It's always a fun topic, you know, because it's it's basically you're throwing stones at Goliath, right? Like HasLab <laughs> is so huge that even when it's it's fun when they fail. Right, It's like, right. fuck him. Yeah, it's a little schadenfreude. Yeah. So they, they want their the, um, goal was 5,000 backers, and that's what they got. They got... They say now all this info is right off Haslab's website, right? Because they keep a a, t- a ticking. They do. To show so anybody who wants to look at it, go for it. Um, I pulled it right off Hasbro's website. So, something interesting about, and this is true of all of the crowdfunding groups that exist now: Haslab, Maddie Collector, and and uh, even GoFundMe and stuff. They they have basically just copied the model from Kickstarter's website. You know, oh, yeah. they have the goal, the time frame. 
the stretch goals, all of that is copied straight from Kickstarter. Kickstarter kickstarted a whole business model, <laughs> a whole new business model. They, so that was successful. That came out in 2018. They followed it up with, I don't know, maybe the best thing they've done so far is the Transformers Unicron. Oh, I disagree on that. You disagree? Okay, because you <laughs> bought it and sold it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, Well, before we get into it, let me just yeah, give yeah. a quick facts. So this was... So Hasbro was successful. They sold a $500 toy. They didn't have to pay any money to have it developed or designed. The customers did. Yeah. People, Star Wars fans paid for all that to happen. So basically Hasbro just put money into the design. Anybody can, can you know, draw a picture of a, of a sail barge and say this is the toy I want to make. But um, actually making the thing is incredibly expensive. Yeah, and once you do that, you got to make it because you've already put all that money into it. You got to make your money back. Right, right. But Hasbro had zero risk. Yeah. So some people say like, well, they got to pay the their designers and uh, you know everybody to do the measuring and the and render it. Like those are all graphic designers and people being paid. I'm like, well, they're getting paid anyway. Yeah, I they mean, already work at Hasbro. It's they're, you know you can you can argue. We could probably argue back and forth all day, but the the upfront investment for Hasbro is minimal. That, minimal. That's we can say that minimal. without any qualifiers. Oh, yeah. So with that successful five hundred dollar backing, then they went to Unicron, which was five hundred and seventy five dollars. So here's something that I think we need to bring up. This is a very very big deal, and it's a I think right now is one of the biggest things that's pushing. The, um, the backing of these crowdfunding projects. And that's people who didn't back it buying it for ridiculous sums on the secondary market. Yeah, because you didn't have that as soon as, $575 chunk right then. So as soon as the, as soon as the uh, sale barge started shipping and started getting into people's hands, there were tons of people who immediately were like, oh, fuck, I should have bought that. Because it looked so good, right? Like it turned out beautifully. Um so then every Kickstarter, every HasLab that's come after that, you have this huge portion of people who are backing multiples because they, they expect to be able to double their money in the future. Or and that make was a not, profit. So make, make some kind of profit. But the sale barge was going for $1,500, $1,200 right away when it first showed up. And, it, and I think it's only gone up. I think it's, you know, it's up to like two grand now. Well, it's for also this, for the barge. Um, so you have you just you have a huge portion of people who are backing these things just to to flip them which well, as is, an investment. And I'm not mad about that. But, That's an investment. But the reason I bring it up is because that is now one of the motivations for people to back these things rather than it just being backed by people who have always wanted a Unicron. Now yeah. there's a certain number of people who are going, "Well, I'll pay $575 for this Unicron now and I'll get a grand for it later on when it shows up." Yeah. Um, and that is definitely baked into every single HasLab that has come out since. So the Unicron, they actually didn't meet their stretch goal in time, and they extended the the deadline. And they ended up, according to Hasbro's site, going 2000 over their initial, uh, their minimal funding, which mm. was 8000 So there's 10,000 Unicrons out there. And... If there's more than 10,000 people that want it, it's going to go up supply and demand. Exactly, exactly. Right? So after that, uh, so they did a Star Wars 
HasLab. They did a Transformers HasLab. They went to their next IP, which was Marvel. They did a Marvel Legends Sentinel. Now, this thing was significantly cheaper. It was $350. Yeah. To say that $350 is cheaper is kind of a pain. <laughs> it's painful. But their goal was 6000 Hasbro was like, uh, for us to make, you know, in order for us to give you this, we got to sell at least 6000 Okay? We, we can't even. It's not worth our time unless we sell six Gs, you know? They sold 21,800 Sentinels. Yeah. Which makes sense because it was engineered pretty damn well. Not perfect, but for it, Marvel Legends might be. I don't know. I'd have to look. I don't know Hasbro's numbers, but Marvel Legends might be their most profitable line. I'm like, I'm sh- I don't know what they pay. Lucasfilm to license Star Wars. We know Star Wars is the most expensive license. It's the most expensive. But Marvel but, has to be up there with with the success. Well, they of the got Marvel it early on though, right? I don't know what it is, but yeah, Marvel Legends and and Star Wars make Hasbro one of the biggest companies in the world. Right? Absolutely, not not just toy companies. One of the biggest companies, like a billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the MCU is by the, you could argue the MCU is the new Star Wars, for lack of a better analogy. But, it, um, it is also uh, dropping in quality as the the, the longer we go. Well, on. <laughs> yeah, you know, but um, it makes some money. So yeah, yeah. you got comic book fans, you got movie fans. X Men was a perfect. I mean, kudos to the design team. They picked the perfect thing to make a six inch scale Sentinel. That's massive. It's massive, they, and they did a, a lo- great job. A lot sure. of people wanted to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like you said, off of the previous precedent set by the unicron and the sail barge if i buy four sentinels i can sell two and that'll pay for my other two yeah and then i'll be in the red so i i i don't have sorry (laughs) i I don't have any like solid evidence to back this up but i i would be pretty confident in saying that this was the first haslab that was heavily backed by speculators i think that that the Unicron was Possibly. one of those things that is it's such a massive thing. It's a it's kind of a narrow character. Not everyone knows who Unicron is and, and out of those very few would actually care to have one. So let's backtrack. You soldiers, you backed one I did, yeah. and you opened it and then you sold it almost immediately it was, after opening it. So I I effectively traded my Unicron for a, for the laptop that we're using to record this. <laughs> uh I I, yeah, I got I got the Unicron in. It was absolutely massive. It came came in uh, planet mode, yeah. but without all of the rings and stuff attached, attached to it. it yeah. And I actually unboxed it live uh, with our friend uh, Travis at Omega Level Toys, and like that was the moment where I I knew I I don't need this. Like yeah. I, I I I literally never transformed it once, and that that's that should be embarrassing. To say that I I owned this thing for and someone was, who loves Transformers as much as you do, and I, and not only do I love Transformers, I love the big, massive, gigantic ones, right? Like I have you love most chunk of the Titans that exist. Yeah. I have a bunch of the combiners, all that stuff. This thing was so massive and intimidating, and just I knew I didn't know what to what do, to with, do it. with it. Yeah. So I just I made a decision. I knew I could. I more than doubled my money on this thing, yeah. 
and uh, and I have a laptop that I use just about every day. So I I'm yeah. feel really good about the okay, decision. Okay, I'm not trying to. Yeah. But uh, I I don't know I don't know know where to go. I wasn't with that. trying to shame you or anything. Yeah, with yeah, that. yeah. I just want to like. No, I I um the issue, like let's talk about what we've done. It's, so yeah, yeah. I I backed after hearing that with you. I was like, well, three hundred fifty dollars is a huge chunk of change for me, and I'm like. Even if I get this Sentinel and I don't like it, I'm going to be able to sell it yeah, and maybe yeah. even make money off of it. Yeah. So sure enough, um, when these Sentinels started shipping and I, I started watching the videos, there were some QC issues people were having with it. The knees, right? The knees. And the more videos I watched, the less enthusiastic I got about getting my own. Mm-hmm. Um, we just happened to live in an area where at the time those Sentinels shipped, like FedEx was straight trash. Mm. Like, like it, I, I could see for weeks, not days. I could see for weeks that it had arrived within a 20 mile oh my distance God. of my house and it never shipped from there. <laughs> FedEx is trash. They, so they generally are trash. I, when I got it, I was like, you know what? Let me see if, let me see if I can be that guy. Let me see if I can double it. Mm-hmm. And I did. That's and impressive. I sold it for more than I paid, and I got maybe eighty dollars worth of trade in it. Mm-hmm. But that equivalent eighty dollars equal top. to double what I paid. Oh, okay. And okay. so with that money I got, the profit I got, I bought a toy that I had always wanted, which was Jetfire G One. Nice Jetfire. So yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't would mind paying have that Jetfire than a Sentinel. <laughs> yeah, just like my toy brain logic, my collector logic was like, okay, I've I've got two toys that I wanted. Mm-hmm. I now have this extra money, and then I'm gonna get a third toy that I wanted. So, yeah. uh, I I basically spent no money on those three toys that I wanted. Like it was all profit. Is so it- my toy brain was like. Yes, Haslab. Thank you. Like I love you. I, I great, awesome. I, something interesting about the Sentinel is that it it seems to have settled in around the the four or four fifty uh, resale price yeah. now, where which, which is you know if you factor in the time that your money was tied up, it's not great. And nah, and, and mean, Galactus has kind of ended up in the same area too. It's it's selling for around what it originally. Man, I'm just saying. That? I'm just saying. It yeah. seems like the the initial. Uh, FOMO flip it for double the the value has kind of gone away or at least diminished. it's diminished. That's the best way to put it. So around the same time that the Sentinel was solicited for backing, uh, they also put up their second Star Wars HasLab, which was a vintage collection Razor Crest. I remember when this went up and people were losing their fucking minds. So it looked amazing. It, it is amazing. It's right at the beginning of season two when this started. Correct. Right? It it was just as the Sentinel deadline was approaching, the Razor Crest kind of went up. So if you're someone who already got back the Sentinel, that's another because th- the Razor Crest was also three fifty, and what I've deduced is that in Hasbro's mind they went from five hundred with the sail barge to 575 with the unicron and had, now had a, had a little trouble back they're basically it. asking 600 mm-hmm. for two things mm. so in their mind i think they really thought they could get both things backed and they were not wrong 
20 almost 22,000 people backed the Sentinel, 28,000 people backed the Razor Crest. Yeah. So they that, went from that, that shows you right there how rabid people were for Mando at the time. Oh yeah. That was before we had a vintage collection baby Yoda mm-hmm. and he was coming with with that item. Yes. Amando um, was being solicited with it. it pe- people were having Mando fever. It's a great toy. It's a great mini playset. Mm-hmm. It, just kind of like the original uh, Millennium Falcon. There's stuff you can do with it. You don't just put a figure in it and right. swoosh it around. It's a great, a cool ass oh, ship yeah. too. I, I'm I'm still sad that that ship got blown up, man. And then the ship got <laughs> blown up after people had already backed it. And was ev- it after it closed? Yes. That's yes. so funny. I knew it was. Around so that there area. was a lot of like jokes and memes about it about these people who had backed it, but guess what? It still sells for five six hundred dollars now. Yeah, yeah. And it's a killer ship for sure. What what we haven't really mentioned is that all these things, all these prices don't include shipping, right? Or tax, or, or tax. So yeah. it's roughly fifty bucks per Haslab to ship it, yeah. right? I would yeah. say that's the average. The Sentinel was fifty dollars to ship. So after I got had to pay that, so I paid four hundred for a Sentinel, mm-hmm. right? So that's when I joined Hasbro Pulse Pulse Premium. Premium, yeah. So basically, I pay sixty dollars to Hasbro, and they don't charge me for shipping. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you buy Haslabs, it works out. Yeah. Hey, you pay for your shipping, and if you jump on any of their other HasLab exclusives or pre-orders, then you don't pay that shipping. It shakes out. But like we've said before, it has overpriced. If you're just someone who wants one or two things, yeah. Ugh. Sentinel and Razorcrest out of the water blew away the first two crowdfundings. Yeah, those and are some crazy numbers. Then they put up this HeroQuest gaming system. If, if I remember correctly, did that come out around the same time as the Razor Quest? Or, it was why am I, solicited. Why am I Razor Quest. I don't know. Oh, it's because of Hero, Hero Quest. Quest. Uh, it, did, if I'm, am you I just right? Just got it, a wisp. It was a, I like the Wazel <laughs> Quest. The Wazel Quest. Um, which I'm not a gaming guy at all, but they only. This is, it's bizarre. This is the Hero Quest is the most successful Haslab to date. So one of my they, friends had Hero Quest as a kid. And I remember it being a little too involved. Okay. Uh, but but that's about my only yeah. experience with it. I know a lot of people really love it. So Hasbro said 500. If, if 500 of you back this, we'll make it. That's wild. 107,000 people backed that hero quest. Now, why so many? I think this is where... Now, you, you speculated that the... Um, Sentinel was where the speculators really started jumping in. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would say this would be the biggest speculator to date because it was only a hundred dollars to invest in this game. And if you're someone who's looking at all the previous Haslabs, you're like, Well, that's an easy investment. Yeah. I could get it's three minimal. hero quests for the price of one yeah. Sentinel. And then triple my money, quadruple my money, but I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of wish I had looked that up to see if that if people are buying that stuff. Yeah. I've seen some Hero Quest stuff in uh, GameStop. They have. Oh it. yeah. Now I don't know if it's the same thing. But, it's a different uh, version, right? Gotcha, gotcha. But um, next, next up, we had the Galactus. Next comes the Galactus, and I'm not gonna say inarguably, but 
you would make a very you would have to make a very strong case to say that Galactus wasn't mostly speculators hmm. because the Sentinel, which is something that a normal collector who had the money would conceivably want multiples of. Yeah, that's yeah, just you could part of the lore. Him. That's part of the character. Sure. There's only one Galactus. Right, right. Galactus needed 14,000 backers. Uh, Haslab, Hasbro was like, oh, guys, we're putting lights in this one. So <laughs> we're with the Sentinel, we wanted 6,000 backers to make it. We need to more than double it for Galactus, guys. We're, we're giving you more bang for your buck here. We're going to charge you 400 for Galactus. It's $50 more. But, you know, we really need that... Uh, that extra backing to, to really get this going. So I, in my opinion, the Galactus is the the most cohesive package that they've done for uh for a, a, a Haslab item. Yeah. Like everything that comes with it makes sense. It's all stuff that if you want the Galactus, you're gonna want all this other stuff. Like coming with the Silver Surfer, Frankie Ray, and Morg. Those are all things that that like. Anyone who wants Galactus will want that stuff, right? So we haven't mentioned this yet. Stretch goals. The stretch goals. This is going to be key with something else we're about to bring up. So Hasbro and Haslab, around the time of, I believe, the Sentinel was really the the big one where they yeah. started giving... All the stretch goals with Unicron were very minor little yeah. things. The ones with the barge, you got uh, Yak Face, I think, Yak was wave, the only yeah. thing. But yeah, they really upped the game with the Sentinel. They gave you Bastion. Um, they gave you... Figures that did not exist. Yeah. Figures that you yeah. could only get with this purchase. There was a Master Mold head, I think, right? So it, A lot of cool stuff. There, there's With stretch goals, then you get an incentive to sell off stuff you don't want <laughs> and then that could help you pay sure. for the toy that you really do want. Yeah. So, and then eBay was just a, a shit show with all the pieces and stuff going with the Sentinel when that came out. So with Galactus, there was some reuse, but there were also some new figures mm -hmm. and Galactus sold more than the Sentinel. It sold more than the Razor Crest. Galactus sold damn near 31,000. Yeah. And that there's no way there's 31,000 Galactus fans who want to pay $400. <laughs> well, the secondary market tells you very clearly that there was a lot of people buying these to try yes. and flip them. Because they're almost 400, right? Yeah, I've, I have in on multiple occasions turned down Galactuses for retail for, yeah. for what they cost. Yep. Because I don't want it for myself. And I don't want to try and flip it. You're to, not going to be able to. Maybe make 50 bucks off yeah. of it. You know, I, I don't see the point. So... Hasbro, if you can see a pattern here, they're growing in greed. They're upping their minimum backers, mm -hmm. right? They're upping their base price. And now with Galactus, they're starting to minimize the new stuff you get with stretch goals. Mm -hmm. Whereas with Sentinel, it was all new figures, all new stuff. With Galactus, you got reuse molds for some new figures, and then you got a totally reused figure with Silver Surfer. Yeah. Yep. Which, in their defense, it was a Walgreens exclusive, um, and it still is a fifty. And it's still like a fifty dollar, even with the the Galactus one yeah. out there. So. so, okay, it's not costing them any more money. They didn't make new molds, but it's they are giving people who would want a Galactus. You're going to want a Silver Surfer. Well, that that and that's my point is that uh, anyone who likes Galactus will like the the stretch goal things, whereas like the Sentinel. 
some of those were very obscure characters. Yeah. You may not have even heard of them. I know who Bastion is, but I didn't know the other characters that came with it. So anyway. But that's why people were selling them, right? Yeah, yeah. Some people out there really wanted very a Bastion sp- yeah, yeah. for their Marvel Legends collection. Now, after Galactus comes something a lot of people might not have realized. They did a Transformers Victory Saber. This is one of my regrets. This I, is one that I... was I, really shocked when I yeah. asked you about another HasLab I'm going to talk about, and then you said you never bought the Victory Saber. Yeah. Because it was only 180 It was 180 bucks, which is cheaper than a Masterpiece, but I don't think this was Masterpiece This is... Uh, it's it's effectively a leader class figure and a Voyager class that combine together okay. to to make a figure that's smaller than a Titan but still pretty big. Okay. Um I didn't I don't I didn't still don't really know much about Victory Saber. I, it's a Japanese Transformers cartoon that never aired here in the US. Uh but it's a cool ass looking, you know, star spangled yeah. looking, <laughs> you know, v, uh, a lot of robot. people agreed with you. Their their minimum backing was 11,000 and they got 26,000 backers for it. So um, another success. This is a character that the vintage toy is astronomically expensive. Yeah. So there's a lot of people who wanted the vintage toy, saw the opportunity to buy a new one that's going to be more durable and, you know, probably a better toy all around for less than what it would have cost to get the vintage one. So it, it doesn't surprise me that this one was successful, and I, I do really regret that I didn't buy it. Um, and then you, you kind of hinted at it. They they made a follow-up. Correct. To the Victory Saber, the, the Deathsaurus. Uh, Deathosaurus. The, the, the chicken, uh, the little robot chicken monster. Which I almost bought this just for the throne, <laughs> just for the stretch goal throne. He, he looks amazing, and uh, I would have felt, it would have felt wrong to back him and not have the Victory Saber. So I didn't back him too because I knew it would mean not only $180 for the Deathsaurus, but also whatever the secondary market was for yeah. the Victory Saber. And this was another success. <laughs> 11,000 backers needed to build it. Hasbro's like, guys, we really can't build it unless 11,000 people you know, give us money right up front. At least they held it firm with the uh, Victory Saber. They didn't like double it just to, yeah. to be like, so fuck you. So 27,000 people bought uh, Deathosaurus, Generations Deathosaurus. And I think just same as Victory Saber, the vintage Deathosaurus is expensive. Why not just get a new one yeah. that's not going to fall apart as soon as you pose it? And be hopefully more poseable and yeah, yeah. transform I, He looks incredible. If those ever fall into my lap for close to retail... You're going to know about it. Okay, for sure. okay. It's going to be on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, next, the hits just keep on coming with HasLab. They're like, we're we're back in the G.I. Joe business. By 2020, HasLab was back in the G.I. Joe business. And they're like, we're going to re-release one of the most iconic vehicles uh, from the Real American Hero line, which is the G.I. Joe Sky Striker. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Polar Battle Bear. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, not the Polar <laughs> Battle Bear. Um, yeah, dude, the Sky Striker looks so good. It had so to me the Sky Striker it, so it was $230. Mm-hmm. It required 10,000 backers. It got 15, but I don't think it reached all its stretch goals. Oh, I thought it did. I, I could be wrong. I did not look that I, part up. So, well, when I so if it did, I'm not aware of what the the things that were missed out on were. So the Sky Striker like Many of these were being solicited with multiple other Haslabs. So 
I was really wanting the Rancor. Uh, we're going to talk about, if you notice, we've skipped a couple chronologically. We're not going chronologically here. We're going with the successful, quote-unquote, <laughs> Haslabs. Yeah. So at the time of the Sky Striker, they were also um, soliciting for funding the a Black Series scale, one uh, six-inch scale Rancor. Yeah, just keep a pin in that one. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I yeah. that's why I didn't back the Sky Striker. That's the only reason because Same. I was tying my money up with the Rancor. I was thinking about that three hundred dollars or whatever for yeah. the Rancor, and I'm like, well, yeah. I don't I don't know if I want to be out six hundred dollars. Exactly. So I think two thirty for all the stuff you got with all the stretch goals for the Sky Striker is a reasonable Hasbro price. Yeah, I do actually agree with you. And it's you, it comes with a display stand. Uh, the videos I've watched of people opening them and displaying them all look great. If you're a G.I. Joe Real American Hero fan, I hope you're one of those 15,000 people that got one. Another last really interesting thing about the Sky Striker is a lot of the figures that came with it were really, really rare uh, items from the Action Force line. Uh, the, the, that's what they call G.I. Joe in the U.K. So there you go. So yeah. you got... Uh, retro style like o-ring figures yeah. of these really really rare characters that you you just really couldn't get them as an american joe fan and so that was a big draw for a lot of people too i mean plus the mickey mouse cobra commander i still want that motherfucker that was one of the big draws because they did the same thing with the his tank which we're gonna well that's about. yeah that's but next yeah. i know they did it with the his tank that's what got me to get the his tank yeah yeah was their cobra commander stretch that, goal that was uh I did not want the Hiss tank, uh, but I wanted that fucking uh, Mickey Mouse Cobra Command. So did you order one? No. Ah. no. So same thing. <laughs> I kind of wanted a Hiss tank, uh -huh. but I really wanted a G.I. Joe classified traditional real American hero style Cobra Commander. Oh, yeah. And this was before I got my Super 7 one in. Mm -hmm. Had I had the Super 7 one in hand before this was solicited, I would not have gotten the Hiss. I'm a dirty speculator. I bought this Hiss to resell it. Sure, hey, go um, for it, man. Can I do that? I don't know because 27,000 people almost <laughs> also did the same thing. Now, I, if you're I, someone going to be all right. If someone if you're someone who loves GI Joe, I could see you definitely buying multiple Hisses for your collection. I could name you three people who ordered six or more his tanks from the uh yeah from the the kickstarter so i'm gonna be shit out of luck in our area trying to sell mine but they That's also gave the like at the time this was solicited gi joe classified was a red hot it was you're right due to shipping delays with um covid mm -hmm. there were a lot of figures out there that people wanted but hadn't come to their area so they were just getting scooped up by scalpers and going on eBay for triple, quadruple price yeah. immediately. All the Cobra Island stuff yeah. was just red hot. All like the Target exclusive stuff. So I bought one in the hopes that I could sell everything and just keep my Cobra Commander and have mm -hmm. it paid for. That's what I'm hoping to do. Now, will it shake out that way? Uh, maybe. I don't know. It's I I'm hoping to pick me up a Cobra Commander somewhere under a hundred dollars at some point and I'll yeah be see i would rather just have a hiss and mm -hmm. those other figures for what was it 300 bucks yeah then pay a hundred dollars for just one cobra commander it just goes back to the what you said about the the katana you know i just yeah. i know that that hiss is just going to be propped up in the corner of my house well it's not that big it's it's a it's a decent size enough to where you could use it as a display piece like 
the way I have some figures displayed, I could just put them all on my hip, sure, and that sure. will take up the same footprint. Yeah, yeah. As those I, figures, I'm not trying to poop on. The, it's, no, 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 it no. wasn't for me. The hiss is not one of my favorite. Oh, Joe me vehicles. Either. So yeah. it didn't it didn't grab me, but I get it. I yeah. absolutely get it. And again, like I'm hoping that this hiss was successful enough that I get, you know, maybe a, a GI Joe classified scale wolverine have you seen the what the speculation is right now is it a fang there's two two things that people are saying uh it it all signs point to this which are one i'm not excited about is the snow cat um because i i like the snow is that the cobra one or the joe that's the joe one okay um the snow cat it's a cool vehicle i like it it's narrow i won't buy it it's but it depends on what they give me i guess that's true the other one is going to be a real tough pass and that's the dragonfly there's there's heavy speculation that we're getting a dragonfly. I would rather a fang, but a dragonfly is a pretty close well, second. Well, fang, I think, will be a mass release, like the Trouble Bubble. I think we'll get the fang, like, it'll be on shelves. Yeah. Okay. But I think the dragonfly is too big. It has too much going on. If To get, like, a faithful dragonfly with yeah. two cockpits and... You know, wow, Bill. yeah, like I might back a dragonfly. We, uh, I was just rewatching some of our old, uh, our old talks about uh-huh. uh, the GI Joes on on Facebook, and one of the vehicles that we talked about was the dragonfly yeah. and how much we loved it. So, I bought a hiss as a speculator and a collector. I'm I'm in the middle ground there. If, I'll to be honest, I never would have gotten it. I never would have put up three hundred dollars to Hasbro if I didn't think. I couldn't possibly sell it for that amount of money. Yeah. Or more yeah. later. And they had some good stretch goals. That was one of the first ones where Hasbro let um the customers vote. Yeah, they had the wh- Hiss drivers yeah. and you could pick the color of the the, the Hiss gunner or something yeah, like that. Which is a minimal It's cool thing, I'm- but it's still yeah, it gives you an option. I actually like the Hiss drivers more than I like the Hiss tank. I, Same. I like the red and blue, and yep. they're just cool-looking uh I really troops. do like that character, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if Hasbro being Hasbro later on made every single figure a single-carded figure, because guess what they put out very recently, this year, with the Vintage Collection? Ye old Yak Face. Oh, did he get re-released? Is, is that he, in that three-pack that they... They used to only be able to get Yak Face with that... Haslab, an exclusive figure with that Haslab. That's rough, dude. Only for investors with the sale barge. Give us $500. We're going to give you a figure that no one else will ever have. And guess what Hasbro did? Yeah, they sold it. They yeah. sold it again. They repackaged it. Same fucking figure. Uh, so the the last successful Haslab, Haslab to talk about is the, the good old Proton Pack, the, the Ghostbusters. I, I wish I could do that sound effect. <laughs> You, you got to have like multi because you have the powering up like you have the powering up like low end sound, yep. but then there's that the whine high frequency. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a, an iconic sound. It really yeah. is. There's nothing else that sounds like that, I'll, except for whatever they used to make those sounds. You obviously haven't heard <laughs> me make love to a woman, John. No, I haven't. <laughs> it sounds just like that. Guess I'm they gonna start have to off break into your house one then night. Get high. <laughs> I don't have a lot to say about the Proton Pack. I think it's fucking cool for people who want it. I don't really do the, like, cosplay stuff, but I, all I can imagine is, like, thousands of Ghostbusters cosplayers just, like, throwing away their homemade Proton Packs because uh, well, they know that the official one is coming. This is, besides the HeroQuest gaming system, maybe one of the most perplexing Haslabs that has succeeded to me because 
you do not get the wand. Right, yeah, which that's really most weird. most people, when they think of a proton pack, they think of the thing that goes on the Ghostbusters back and then the thing they shoot the ghosts with, right. which is the quote-unquote wand. Right. And that was a separate purchase for another $100. And that came out before the Kickstarter. Oh, yes. So you had to have bought that thing yep. and had it and just known that someday you would be able be allowed to pay $400 for the backpack. Yeah, we hadn't <laughs> mentioned that. It was $400 for this fucking backpack. That's pretty steep. But it's it's a big item. It's, it's a very large but thing. But I feel like you could have gotten the same thing at spirit halloween for a hundred bucks and been just as happy it'd be plastic and again this ain't plastic it's all plastic i don't think so i don't i I don't have metal there's metal i I assume it is but maybe it's not. all i did was see the price and that's all i had to do that's the i never got past the price i'm a huge ghostbusters fan i'm one of my favorite movies of all time oh yeah but i didn't need it uh i'm happy that people who wanted it got it and And this was at the height of the 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 release of the new Ghostbusters movie when they put this out, um, Afterlife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Proton Pack was obviously released at the the right moment at when the Afterlife movie came out. Yeah, They'd yeah. already done a uh, moderately Pete. successful Plasma series of toys. Mm-hmm. We finished now all the successful Haslabs yeah, to date. That, um, As of today, May 13th, 2023, that covers all of the successful Haslabs. Correct. They've done 11 sorry 12 successful has labs and three have not funded which is a decent record yeah i would say that's better than expected they're they're not hurting over it they um they sold damn near twenty thousand four hundred dollar fucking proton packs (laughs) um but the thing that failed uh we'll go through all the failures we won't go chronologically so one of the failures was uh, Riva's lightsaber, which is a pro- another prop, um, the, only the second prop, right? They wanted $500 for a basically an Inquisitor's lightsaber. Right. I, so I, that one, this one was just, uh, was like, oh yeah, absolutely. Kickstart a Riva's lightsaber. You know, everybody was yeah. like, what the fuck are they thinking? So I'm not really a, a lightsaber enthusiast collector, but a lot of people are. Sure. So sure. if you want an Inquisitor lightsaber, for whatever I know, they do like different quality versions. I don't yeah, know what they call yeah. them, but this was fucking five hundred dollars for when this came out. They 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 planned it perfectly. It came out, you know, when the Obi Wan sure, show sure. was going on. They, they really thought this. Reva was going to be like the hit character from that show, and they really thought wrong. To yeah. to say the least, it's a controversial character. Yeah, I, I mean that's the kindest thing you can say about that character. It's, it's controversial. Without getting too deep in the weeds, do on not it, go deep. In the I, I think there's um, a lot of people who dislike her for illegitimate reasons, uh, but there's plenty of legitimate reasons to dislike the character. And at the very least, not be that excited, you know. So Hasbro really liked her. They thought for <laughs> sure five thousand people were gonna back this. Yeah, they're like, "Hey guys, we're giving you a dual bladed lightsaber. Don't you love those Inquisitors?" It's. It would, uh, I would be interested. Bucks. I'd be interested to see how this would have gone over if it had just been branded as an Inquisitor's lightsaber, because it will. It will in the future. Yeah, yeah. So this was by far the least successful Haslab to date. 1.4 thousand people backed it. That's 28% of the needed minimum. So, as I've said before, there's been 15 Haslabs, but that's according to their website. There's 
three other failures we're going to talk about here. We're going to talk about the Rancor, the Marvel Legends, Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider car. The Engine of Destruction. Another game that didn't get funded. And there's one more, but it's not on their website that the poor, didn't get funded. Poor little blue-headed stepchild, Mr. Cookie Monster. Me want cookie. <laughs> me want crowdfund. And why, why me not list on website? I don't know. Me not know. Me not know. So I can't give you <laughs> stats on him. I, I would assume Reva's lightsaber is still the, the least funded. I don't know. They don't have the stats on Cookie Monster. On yeah, website, I, I so can't I even remember how much he was. I'm sure somebody. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it's out there for us to find if we want to find it. But uh, I don't think we need to lean no. too much on it. We're both huge Muppet fans. But, I wouldn't have paid whatever they were charging yeah, for that yeah. damn Cookie Monster. I'm sure, I'm sure they wanted five hundred dollars <laughs> or something for it. Um, the, another one we'll just briefly mention is that they solicited another game, HeroScape: Age of Annihilation. This the first game they solicited was a hundred bucks. And that was their most popular uh, crowdfunding ever. They a hundred and seven thousand people bought that game. So an expansion bucks. to that game would obviously cost less, right? Yeah, wrong. It's Hasbro. <laughs> they more than doubled it, two hundred and fifty dollars. And obviously, that was more than most people were willing to pay. Yeah, because they wanted eight thousand minimal backers, and they got half that. So that was a fifty percent funded uh, Haslab. Another failure. Maybe that's the one that I keep seeing at GameStop on uh, on the bottom Maybe, shelf, yeah. just hanging out. The other one is the most recent HasLab, and it failed big time. the The Marvel Legends community online is a bunch of messy little bitches. They love to talk. Oh man! And um, this Robbie Reyes Engine of Destruction Ghost Rider car was three hundred and fifty bucks. Now. It came with a shit ton of accessories. It did. It was a cool looking car. It, I, as a person who likes to pose their figures doing mundane things, yeah. having a, uh, what is it, like a Dodge Charger or something? Basically, I, yeah. Like having a, a six inch scale, fully fleshed out, I wanted that car. I couldn't care less about Robbie Reyes because I don't know anything about him really. Uh, but I, I kind of wanted that car. I, I this would have been a great $150 product. If I, don't, they would have, I don't know, man. Oh, if they would have put it out for $150, your weak ass would have bought it. With, with If it was just the car for $150, I don't think I would have no, bought it. No, with all that shit, with all oh, the accessories it, and the two I, figures and all that. If it came with Robbie Reyes and Ghost Rider for $150, I, I guess I would have bought it. But Oh, you would have. I, I, I don't know, man. That's a, but that's that's the thing. The, that it's so weird with these is that your brain gets all fucky when you, <laughs> you're used to looking at these super, super high numbers, and it, it's like it just rationalizes these crazy high prices for stuff. So Hasbro made a shit ton of money on the Hiss. They thought um, 8,000 people would buy G.I. Joe Classified's Hiss. 26,000 people bought it. So they're like, well, hell, Marvel Legends is one of our top properties. <laughs> 9,000. 9,000 people, and we're going to charge you 50 bucks more. So it was yeah. $350. And it came, like I said, with some great fire effects accessories. It looked like a great yeah. car. It looked so, great. Where the Hiss had LED lights where you didn't really need them, like yeah. in the cockpit. Yeah. It looks cool. It's a great added feature. This car, this Ghost Rider car, begged to have LED features to light up the flames. Yeah. And Hasbro was like, nope, you'll buy it. We know you'll buy it. <laughs> and then the fans, very, to their credit, a lot of people wanted this thing. They got 
uh, more than halfway, 56%, uh, 5,000 people backed it. They tried um, really hard to save it there at the end. Oh, they were throwing they an extra the, shit. the Black Queen in there. Yeah. They threw Mephisto. But even when they showed us those items, they were all stretch goals, which yep. meant not only did we have to hit the 9,000 backers, we had to hit up another 1,000 yep. to get Mephisto, another 1,000 to get the Black Queen. And and it just, people, they answered with their wallets. This yes. is too much for too little, and it's not worth it. And you know what? That's the last HasLab that's been solicited. Yeah. As of this recording, yeah. at for the past two years, there have been points where there have been three Haslabs at one time mm-hmm. being solicited. So and Hasbro, nothing. and now there's nothing. So I think they kind of took a. That's their second big hit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They, I'm sure they thought for sure this this can't fail. The Marvel Legends team has really been hitting it out the park, even with the Haslab. Like their Haslabs have not failed, right? The Star Wars, they started to fail. And the last failure HasLab we're going to talk about is the one closest to John and I's heart. It it's does the, hurt. It's the Rancor. Yeah, yeah. It hurts for a lot of reasons. So let me give you the stats real quick. They wanted 350 bucks for just the Rancor. The base Rancor just, would come nothing with else. just him. and Not, it, even, it a even, with, not even a background. Not even a cardboard background. Nothing. So they're like, hey... We know you Star Wars fans are going to eat this shit up and ask for more. So, 350 bucks just for the Rancor. An articulated 6-inch scale Rancor. Isn't that a deal? Aren't we so great? And only 9,000 people have to buy it just to get a Rancor. Dude, do you, I will never forget the the first day that they that they revealed some of the unlocks and how... Let down everyone in the world was. It's like <laughs> stretch goals for the Rancor included a previously released Gamorrean Guard, mm-hmm. a previously released uh, Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker, which well, was so a Walmart they, exclusive. They did say that the that the Jedi Luke was an entirely new sculpt. Now we didn't ever get to see how he was different or what was new about him. And and that that's the other part of it is that you knew that that thing was going to get released separately, sh- yeah. no matter. There's what. There's no way they're not going to put out another Jedi, and then Return another the another nice item, Salacious Crumb on a card. Who back. you could only get with the San Diego Comic Con right, exclusive right. Job of the Hut at that time. I was. Time. I'll have to admit, I was excited about the carded Salacious Crumb because I would have kept him on the card. He yeah. he would have been. Well, you already had the uncarded one. Yeah, I would have yeah, had to yeah. open mine, but so. Two things that you would have thought right out the gate would have been early stretch goal reaches would have been the Rancor Keeper. Dude, yeah. Malakili. How are you not going to give me Malakili? You have not made a Rancor Keeper figure yet. You want to charge me $350. Boom. First stretch goal should have been Rancor Keeper. No, he should have been included from the get-go. Well... Because they don't do that. They don't. I, they I ha- there's that. no precedent for that, John. But look, you could say that all day, but I, they weren't gonna do that. All, there's well, no hey, way they the were engine of do destruction it. came with a with a character to begin with. It was Car and Robbie. Ah, uh, so, fair. Or but Car not and Ghost Star Rider. Wars. They had not done it yeah. with Star Wars. But hey, it's all my. This is these are my druthers. Okay, let me have uh, them. Okay, Drother away. <laughs> but yeah, we can fully agree the Rancor was a, a huge misstep on their part. And that was like the first real big chink in the armor uh, for for Hasbro's Haslabs, and it it has kind of 
it feels like it led to a downward turn. Oh, yeah. Everyone's opinion of HasLab has kind of soured, and people are being more the picky. The Hiss bumped it back up. Yeah. The was Hiss it, was post-Rancor. It was it? Okay. Yeah. The Hiss was post- The G.I. Joe classified Hiss was post-Rancor. It's hard to remember Rancor. all of the uh, timelines and stuff. The audacity of Hasbro, I hope, I hope, I doubt it, but I hope has been diminished. I hope they've been put in their place by having these past two HasLabs fail. So when they come at us with this next one, it's fucking mind-blowing. Um, I doubt it. I very I very much doubt it. If they come at us with a a great new HasLab, it's going to be so stupidly overpriced. <laughs> well, they all have been. Literally every single one has been overpriced. Yeah. They're, they they but are. But like we've said, the secondary market says yeah. otherwise. And it, well, and the it's secondary the, market says otherwise, the draw John. People of are paying way more. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think that that is uh, – that's a whole other topic, I think. Perce- I think it, it falls into well, this. We, we kind of talked about value and perceived value yeah. and all of that stuff. But it's to you. But to the, the world at large, the secondary market yeah. is saying these aren't overpriced because people are paying more for them on the secondary market. Yes. Double, triple. But not in the scale of like 21. Like there's not 20,000 people paying yeah. triple the price. That That's that's all yeah. I'm saying. Fair. Um, let's, but, let's go. Let's get away from Hasbro, who has had a checkered history of, of uh, crowdfunding. And let's talk about a company that so far has done it right. There's actually a couple of companies that I would argue have done it right. And we mentioned them before. The first one is Mattel. Okay. Uh, Mattel is a company that uh, anyone who's listened to us talk before will know that I have a lot of uh, complicated feelings about them. But currently, I really like what they're putting out. Um, And I believe there's only been two crowdfunding projects by them. Uh, One of the big one, the one that I know you and I both were interested in was the Eternia playset. The Motu Origins. Yeah, yeah. Eternia playset. And I think they're calling themselves Mattel Creations now. Okay, well, so Mattel Creations is their sort of exclusive site. It's like it is, the Hasbro yeah. Pulse and all that stuff. So they, but yeah, I, they don't have a HasLab. Not that I know of. Equivalent, yeah, because they've only done... I believe it's What's the two. second one? So there's the there's the uh, Eternia playset, and then there's a uh, a wrestling ring that they came oh, out with. Oh, okay. And, and I don't... I don't remember. I don't know if it got funded or not. It did. It, it did. did. Yeah, okay. it's really nice. I, actually, if you look at any of uh, Omega Level Toys uh, whatnot sales, he uses the entryway. There's like this light up entryway that mm-hmm. that uh, does all the LED, the different patterns and stuff. Oh, so that's already been produced. Music. And made. Oh yeah, it's out there. That was a it, crowdfunded. Thing. It was crowdfunded and it okay. was very successful. Um, it had a couple of exclusive figures and it's selling. For big money on the secondary market, okay. just like the HasLab stuff. I, I I apologize to the listeners. I don't. I didn't look up to see what it was called or like what the ring is. But it's a WWF. Why well, WWF? It's a WWE. You know specific ring that, that they made. They made a wrestling ring. Um, and cool. then they also have done this Eternia playset. Yeah. Um, and the Eternia playset. It took a little while to fund. I don't think it went way over the numbers. Now, did uh, they have stretch goals and all that with this thing? They did. I didn't follow it. They did. Yeah. So uh, they had an early backer exclusive, which was the uh, King Grayskull figure. Uh huh. Um, but the, okay, that's another thing we haven't mentioned: early backing. Yeah, they so only did... have done that with Hasbro. Only did that with the Hiss. With right? the Hiss, yeah. Does that mean that? Um... I think they do that only when they don't think they're going to meet their minimum goal. Yeah. And which the hiss really surprised them. So they, I think, 
which is kind of weird. I think Hasbro, to go back to Hasbro, is run by teams more so. I think the G.I. Joe Classified team is way more fan-oriented mm. than the Star Wars team, for sure. There's just there's so many elements involved in that, like... The with classified, there's there's less overhead because they own GI Joe, yeah. so they can put more into. And stuff. And it's also the fans wanted it, and it's the, they literally the fans said like, why are you giving us these Joes in the new like? I want Roblox to look like my toy when I was a kid. <laughs> so what did they do? They started doing it like in the next. They yeah. they put out two waves of kind of like modernized versions, but then they they went back to the what people really wanted, which was the yeah. real American hero figures in an upscaled form. So <laughs> Maddie creator, Maddie collector was, would you classify that as a crowdfund? No, because Maddie collector was, um, it was a subscription basically. Yeah. I, you, 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 I guess it does have, they some were going to make it no matter how many subscribed anyway. Yeah. Is that what you're yeah, saying? That's okay. the deal. They, yeah. they would open, they opened subscriptions for a certain amount of time and then closed it off, but they were always going to manufacture them. Um, there are some things in common for sure, because the, the numbers that were made mm-hmm. were only slightly more than the number of subscriptions. So if you didn't subscribe, you weren't guaranteed yeah. to get it. But from what I can tell the, the attorney place that hasn't shipped yet. So, you know, the ultimate, verdict is still out up in the air but they did have several stretch goals that i believe they were all reached because okay. they had a little moat monster that they made he's a cute little little guy okay people were losing their fucking minds over Modi the moat well, monster I, you know as much as i'm really anticipating getting this origins um snake mountain mm-hmm. for some reason the attorney place that just didn't do it for me i know it's like a, a grail for many Absolutely. collectors the Absolutely. original one is a a quote unquote holy grail for many collectors. Nigh impossible to complete because of um, all the little pieces and stuff. I, me as a kid, I never even knew it existed. So I never coveted it. Most I never people knew people didn't know it existed. Yeah, I didn't know it existed until I was well into adulthood. And then yeah. I was just kinda like, eh, it's kinda stupid. It looks kinda dumb. So I never had that part of my brain that could override its lack of aesthetic appeal mm. to get, give me that nostalgia ting to actually yeah, want yeah. it. So once I saw it was five hundred and fifty bucks, I was like, "No, thank you, Mattel. I'll I'll take your I'll take your eighty dollar Snake Mountain all day long, <laughs> but you can keep your five fifty Attorney a playset." But I'm I'm super glad that people who really wanted that as a kid or had that original Attorney a playset as one of their grails can now get a more affordable, yeah, better well, version. When you're talking about a vintage one with with all the parts being like three grand or something like that. Insane. And then you can't even really play with it. I, one of the things I think is so neat about the Eternia playset, and and uh, it kind of makes it a shame that it's not more well known, is that it looks like it would be really fun to play with. Like it's got this tram that goes between the different towers, and it just has a lot of cool play features that uh, that are kind of uncommon on a lot of things. And I think it's neat that like a new generation of kids may get to play with this thing. If, so um, the last uh, major Kickstarter I want to mention is an actual Kickstarter. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've been misspeaking about Kickstarters all day, but um, <laughs> Todd McFarlane in the height of the pandemic said, you know what? I want to make this anniversary Spawn toy. The major retailers are not going to stock it, so I'm just going to put it on Kickstarter. Right, right. And it was 
hugely successful. Yeah, people, like, all of the people who grew up reading Spawn comics, even if they weren't into toys these days, they were like, fucking Spawn is back. Yeah. And the thing I loved about it was, which is one thing I really like, I mean, you know, love it or hate it, Todd, Todd's comp, Todd McFarlane makes McFarlane toys. Yeah. So he, you can tell he's not as into the day and day, day to day stuff, but he'll still get on there. He's like, super cool. This is a really cool thing. He's got a cool cape. <laughs> got a cool blah blah blah. You know. It was neat seeing those videos yes. that he released. Even I didn't back it. I wasn't. I've never so, been a huge Spawn fan, but he did it right. Yeah. For so sure. that's what got me into it was. You know, we're on lockdown. He's giving these video updates. That was literally the first crowdfunding thing I ever did was that Spawn Kickstarter. And he was getting excited. His excitement was infectious. He was like, we've we've surpassed our goals. So now I'm <laughs> going to get to give you this cool weapon. We got this cool extra sword. And now we're going to be able to give you another head sculpt and da-da-da. And it's just like, I've already bought this thing. Like, I, I, <laughs> I reached the goals, right? Yeah. And yeah. Todd... Just being Todd gives me more shit. He's, He's like, like, back another one. Get another one. I did. I backed yeah. two. Oh, did you? I well, didn't know you did. So they originally solicited two. They had the modern Spawn costume mm -hmm. and then the original Spawn costume. Okay. I was thinking of it as like an all-in, like you, you bought it and you just got everything. So either, no, they, it was very cool. Like they, you can get, there are multiple versions of each available. Like some were signed, some were not signed, Right. Um, and then as more people started backing it, instead of just saying like, oh shit, I'm making all this extra money. He was like, well, oh shit, I can improve the packaging. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. I can give you this accessory. Oh shit. I can give you this extra head sculpt. Right. Now, right. maybe I'm naive. Maybe this was Todd's plan all along. <laughs> he was always going to give you this and the, that, no, that it, was fake, but it I, I believe it. I, if, if it yeah. was a scam, I fell for it. No, His enthusiasm I think is genuine. I don't. I don't think he's a disingenuous person. No, uh, I, I think that Todd. I don't know. It's hard to say, but it it definitely felt genuine for sure yeah. to me as so, a, as an outsider. Yeah, I ended up originally backing one. I only wanted the modern one. Mm -hmm. I, sorry, I only wanted the vintage one. Mm -hmm. But I ended up backing the modern one because he threw in an Al Simmons hamburger face <laughs> sculpt with the with the modern one. Yeah, yeah, and. I meant to sell my modern one, but it's still somewhere. I don't know where I got it. It's, it's stored somewhere. But that that was my first foray into any sort of crowdfunding was the Todd McFarlane on Kickstarter. And he hasn't done one since. I guess he's been so wrapped up with DC that he's I, I just wonder, been able to make everything he wants to make. I don't I don't know. I wonder if that was before he had like fully gotten picked up by like – because now he's in Walmart and Target. Like they – full-on carry they not only do they carry his dc lines but they carry his spawn, uh, spawn lines, lines. Yeah. and he's at gamestop and everything yeah. so, so i think that's why he never did another kickstarter yeah. because he was so successful with the dc line that they started carrying his spawn stuff so he didn't have to go i have very complicated feelings overall about mcfarland toys the modern ones i think I'm not going to go into it Don't. but I, i'm yeah. glad they exist for the but his kickstarter was great the kickstarter awesome and you should kickstart your nuts for not buying one <laughs> so <laughs> let's wrap this up john yeah we, we should look here's 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 my conclusion okay what is your conclusion sir crowdfunding is awesome it's a great resource to exist uh especially for the little guys if mm -hmm. w without that we wouldn't have a lot of the really cool things that we do 
but it is absolute bullshit for a gigantic corporation who's raking in literally billions of dollars a yeah. year in profit to expect their customers to pay for all of that risk before they make the money. Yeah. Um, if you're going to ask me to fund the production of something, I better get a lot of incentives for that. And currently Hasbro specifically is not doing enough. No. Um, I'm hoping this evil corporation who is Hasbro, who is the uh, drunk stepdad beating our best friend, Star Wars. <laughs> I hope they finally uh, sober up go to some AA meetings and give the fans what they want. Be nice to us. We need you know? to call Toy Protective Services. appreciate you listening to us here on toy trauma and if you want to get a hold of us somehow we're available all over social media we've got a facebook page uh, for the toy trauma podcast you can reach us at salesaurus on facebook instagram and twitter and if you enjoyed hearing john and i talk there's another podcast where you can hear us do just that mostly john though it's called six figures two vehicles and a playset find it wherever you find your podcasts on apple amazon and spotify and if you'd like to uh, meet these handsome devils in person, you can come out to Showcase Comic Con number seven on June 24th and 25th at the Harbor Center in Slidell, Louisiana. Slidell. We're going to have some awesome guests. We're going to have voice actress Liz Ortiz, Batman legendary artist Mike DiCarlo. If you know Death in the Family, you know his work. And we're going to have the original Shazam jackson bostwick and for all of you wrestling and gi joe fans the great sergeant slaughter will be there listen up you baggots <laughs> <laughs>